name is Damian Winchester, and this is the Super True Crime Podcast. Episode 1, The Case of Molly Dunmore. I'm Damian Winchester. Our story starts in the small town of Wallace, Idaho. Population 946. Now, 945. The population of Wallace, Idaho was brought to you by Rage P Energy Drink. Now in seven delicious flavors. But this true crime podcast host only prefers original. Try Rage P Energy Drink. It's got a real kick in the gonads. The town's history begins in the silver mining industry of the late 1800s. It's a quaint town, and its people are quainter. Every building in the downtown district is on the National Register of Historic Places. and Every person over 80 is also on the National Register of Historic Places. This was the home of Lucy Goldman, and the Goldman family. Fifth generation to live in Wallace. First generation to go missing in Wallace. You see, one night, Lucy was riding her bike through the center of town at midnight, as she was often to do, mostly due to her IBS flare-ups and her insomnia. Lucy was a mere 16 years old. Her sister was 18, and her mother was, I don't know, somewhere in her early 40s, and her father was 65. Lucy's bike was an old Schwinn that had been passed down from her grandmother to her mother to her, and she loved the bike so very much, except for the banana seat, which rubbed her raw in unmentionable places. The best part of her bike was the bell that she would ring at such ungodly hours in the middle of the night. We have on the phone Mrs. T. Williamson, who would often hear her bell every night, until one fateful night, that is. Mrs. T. Williamson? Yes? Who is this? This is Damian Winchester, and you are on the Super True Crime Podcast. Yes. Do you remember the night that Lucy Goldman disappeared? Yes. Do you remember anything about that fateful night? That was the first night I got any damn sleep. That stupid bell would keep me up all hours of the night, always ringing and clanging and ringing and popping wheelies in the middle of the night. If you ask me, that young lady got what she deserved. Thank you, Mrs. Williamson. On the morning of the night of the disappearance, Detective Robertson Robertson was called to the scene. This is what he remembered. 
Well, there was a bike. Yes? Laying on the ground. In what way? Flat. Like it had just popped a wheelie. But the wheelie went bad. Really bad. How bad? Really bad. Like a bad you only feel when something is very, very wrong. A wrong that punches you in the gut. Like a bagel that was left to broil too long in the oven. And is now all burnt to a crisp. And make lots of crumbs when you try to spread strawberry jam onto it. That kind of bad. That's bad. Yes, it is. Wait. Are you saying she was burned alive? No. Although we can't rule that out, as she is missing. So she could be missing and burned alive. Or just missing. We aren't sure. No one was sure in that town. All anyone was sure of was that poor little annoying Lucy Goldman had disappeared and her bike was all that was left. But why did she disappear? And who was responsible? Was she kidnapped and then perhaps burned alive? Or did she run away and then was burned alive? This mystery happened in 2019 and the trail was quickly turning cold. Colder than the top of a wedding cake wrapped carefully in saran wrap and stuck in the freezer to enjoy one year later after that big wedding day. Only to be forgotten until three years later. And by that time, freezer burn had set in like the cake had been burnt alive and was now no good to anyone's taste buds. The police did not know what to do. The only clues they had were the bike, some freezer burnt wedding cake, and that beloved bell. We dusted the bell for fingerprints in hope of finding evidence of the suspect that did this. And... Hello, I'm Paul Chomo, international podcasting superstar. You have heard my work on such podcasts as Varmints, Checking In With Chomo, Chomo and Friends, Chomo One-on-One, The Chomo Report, Chomo and Chomo Legal Advice Super Hour, The Chomo Squad, Down to Chomo, The Chomo Files, I Married a Chomo, Chomo in the Morning, Chomo in the Mid-Afternoon sometime around, eh, two-ish probably. The Chomo Brunch Hour, the Chomo Family and Friends Podcast, the Chomo Years, Tub Chomoing, and of course, puppies. Here to talk to you about getting a good night's sleep. We could all use a good night's sleep at a good price, so I suggest you check out Murder Barn House of Mattresses. With prices so low, you would think someone was murdered on these fine mattresses. And you would be right. We source our inventory from the latest, freshest crime scenes that we can sneak into. Victims of violent crime that have passed on help us pass the savings on to you. Look at these prices. You can get a twin mattress with just a few hard-to-get-out bloodstains for as low as $5. Toss a comforter over it, and nobody would be the wiser. Queen mattress is going anywhere between $20 to $24. Slightly used, slightly sticky, maybe a little smelly. Just spray some Febreze on it, and it's as good as new. And this just in... A California King mattress for $28. You can't beat that price. Not with a crowbar. To the head. Over and over again in a fit of lover's rage. People would kill for bargains like these. And they have. So head on over to Murder Barn House of Mattresses. Just look for the police tape on the door and tell them Paul Chomo sent you. International podcasting superstar. The voice of varmints. Checking in with Chomo. Chomo and friends. Chomo one-on-one. The Chomo Report. Chomo and Chomo Legal Advice Super Hour, 
the Chomo Squad, down to Chomo, the Chomo Files, I Married a Chomo, Chomo in the Morning, Chomo in the Mid-Afternoon, sometime eh, around two-ish probably, the Chomo Brunch Hour, the Chomo Family and Friends Podcast, the Chomo Years, Tub Chomoing, and of course, Puppies. We only found Lucy's thumbprint on it. So is Lucy the number one suspect? She certainly is a person of interest. So was Robinson Robinson implying that Lucy killed herself and then set herself on fire? It was an interesting theory, but was it the correct theory? Only time would tell. We had the bike and we had the bell, but what else did we have? Not much. The bike was found in front of T-Pitt's hardware store. T-Pitt's hardware store had been a staple in town ever since the invention of hardware stores. T-Pitt's has sold the usual, plus horse feed, pig feed, chicken feed, and just recently, ostrich feed. As old woman McGregor up and decided she was going to raise ostriches and sell the eggs to the local diner. This was to attract more tourists, even though the town hated tourists. But tourists brought in money, and more money brought in more ostriches. And with more ostriches, more crime was sure to come as well. We got T. Pitts, the eighth on the phone, who was the owner of T. Pitts's hardware store. Mr. Pitts. Yes? Can you hear me, Mr. Pitts? Yes. Are you the owner of T. Pitts's hardware store on Marigold Street? Yes. Are you aware of the missing girl, Lucy? And her bike that was found in front of your very establishment? Yes. Thank you, Mr. Pitts. So Mr. Pitts was no help. It seemed like Lucy's disappearance would never be solved. So far, we had a missing girl, a bell, an ostrich farm, and some frozen wedding cake. Clues were not leading anywhere. Or were they leading everywhere? We called back Detective Robertson Robertson. Hello? What do you want? I'm in the middle of eating a burnt bagel with strawberry jam on it. This is Damien Winchester from the Super True Crime Podcast. I know. We just talked like 20 minutes ago. The listeners and I were wondering if there are any new leads on Lucy's case. In the last 20 minutes? No. Dang! I just dropped jam on my new clean shirt. The case was growing really cold. Colder than the coldest winter in the coldest part of the world. Colder than an ice cube on top of another larger ice cube. On top of the rapper, Ice Cube, who was on top of a polar bear. And that polar bear was drinking a Mountain Dew. So, the facts so far. Lucy was missing. The bike was not. T. Pitt sells ostrich feed. Detective Robertson has laundry to do tonight. The town hates tourists. The town hates tourists. The town hates tourists. What? What if Lucy was a tourist? Yes, I know she lives there. But what if it was a hate crime? What if one of the townsfolk thought Lucy was a tourist? even though her family lived there all her life. What if old woman McGregor was behind this? Why, do you ask? Because ostrich feed was expensive. 
if you could just abduct Taurus and feed him to the ostriches instead, it would be cheaper and healthier. We call Detective Robertson Robertson. What? Detective, have you investigated the ostrich farm? I have not. Why? Because we have a theory at the Super True Crime Podcast. Look to the ostriches. Are you on drugs, son? Ridlin. Will we ever know the truth? Will Lucy's crime go unsolved? Will Lucy's family ever get the peace they so desperately needed? What about the bike? What about the bell? What about love? Is it all over now? For now, we don't know. Will we ever know? I don't know. But what I do know is that a sleepy town that hates tourists and has six ostriches that are constantly breaking out of their pen and pooping in the town square, which is all we have to honor Lucy's memory. I'm Damian Winchester, and this is the Super True Crime Podcast. <laughs>